Chicago Pool. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Megdahl, thanking you for making us your first listen every day. You can listen to us six days a week now, including Saturdays on the WNBA Draft exclusively. And of course, it's not just me, it's the entire team operating at thenexthoops.com, where we have over 100 reported pieces every single month we cover it with the fierce urgency required and i was actually reflecting as i was driving home with my children from school uh, my older daughter pushed the button on the story when we broke the news uh, announcing nikki collin as the <laughs> new head coach of the atlanta dream now she is of course the head coach at baylor so nikki we've been through a lot of news stories together, but uh, very interested to talk to you about this great team. And first of all, thank you for being with us. Yeah, ha happy to be here. So when we think about this team in year one, and this is the thing I keep going back to, and I've talked about this on social, people who follow me know this, to go 28 and seven in year one, to do it largely with another coach's players and being able to institute a system, we're going to dive deep into the weeds of the numbers have made it so, but I just, is the level of satisfaction from being able to do that something that you took with you as you thought through, you know, this being just the beginning of what you're trying to build with the Bears program? You know, I think last year was a bit of a whirlwind. You're, you're simply trying to keep the train on the tracks. I mean, this was an incredibly successful machine, um, you know, that, that had dominated the big 12 for a decade and you don't want to let people down. You don't want to let administrators down. You don't want to let your own team down. And certainly you don't want to let the fans down. And so, you know, I think it was, was simply a grind most of the year in terms of getting them to understand what we do, why we do it, how they can be successful doing it. And, you know, we, we came up a little short relative to what I thought that team could accomplish. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and, and I, I don't like to, blame things. I think Sarah Andrews breaking her hand in February a year ago and playing, you know, six weeks with a broken hand and, and never being able to go offensively and practice um, for fear of making it worse. Um, you know, we, she just lost some timing, some confidence, um, you know, and we just ran into the wrong team um, mm. at the wrong time, you know, and I give a lot of credit to South Dakota, but, you know, so in some ways you feel like, wow, we had an amazing season what we did and coming back from O2 in the league and, and winning it. Um, I'm super proud of that. I'm also still a little disappointed that it didn't end up in Minneapolis because I firmly felt like if you watched us in February and into March, we were capable of competing <clears throat> in Minneapolis with those teams. Um, you know, we were going to have our shortcomings against any of them, but I, I just felt like we were playing good enough basketball and balanced basketball that we could have been there. So there's a little bit of both. There's a little bit of satisfaction, but I'll tell you today with the way the portal is and mm -hmm. the timing of the portal, you don't have time to reflect like the season ends and it's immediately into um, recruiting again and, you know, signing four players in the portal. And I think we brought in seven or eight players, you know, you're just, you're going nonstop until really getting them even into school the start of June. And that's what's interesting to me is that when you think about 
how long it takes to put your stamp on a program and to have a roster that reflects your priorities and reflects what you are looking for out of your team, you are able to do it more quickly than in, let us say, the pre-portal years. And I just, I wonder how much closer, how close do you think you are to having a group here that's a Nikki Collin team writ large, you know? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think if you watched this a year ago, anyone that did, I was pretty lucky, you know, not to just inherit good players, Mm -hmm. um, but to inherit players that could play the way I wanted to. I mean, there were certain things we couldn't do. I want to facilitate more through our power forward position. You know, we we facilitated two, <laughs> you know, last year with Nalissa. She was that good. Um, but this idea of we didn't have a ton of versatility, but we had players who could play in space and we had players that could shoot it, you know, and being able to add Jamie Asbury in the summer, what she brought in terms of her ability to stretch the floor. I think she was kind of the missing piece to be able to fit it all together. Um, I think whether I'm here or Kim's here, I don't think there's any doubt Sarah Andrews would have continued to get better um, with a bigger role, regardless of system. But I just felt like I was lucky enough that I didn't have to play really a different way. Um, I, I think what I've been able to do is sign some players that have a little more position versatility. Mm -hmm. Now, the crazy thing about injuries is that all of a sudden, you know, the best laid plans disappear really quickly. And all of a sudden you think, okay, now how can I plug this hole? Um, because now we have more depth, but you get some key injuries and you're like, okay, this player who is going to be a big three, uh, maybe she's going to be a stretch five now, you know, because that quickly, that's how quickly things can change. And so we're kind of dealing, we're in the weeds right now a little bit on what are we going to do to survive some injuries that we've got well so let's uh, let's talk about the injuries and those who are coming as well but i do want to talk very briefly about sarah andrews and the remaining gap let's say between what she is as a player and the way in which she is understood to be that player Uh, i remember a thing you said to me last year she's going to be a nancy lieberman award winner before she's all said and done. Uh, It seemed very obvious to me that she was going to be on the preseason watch list at the very least, if not something Mm -hmm. beyond that. You know, thoughts, surprises, and and how much- I don't, I mean, it's a miss. You know, it's a miss. I think misses happen every year um, in these areas. And I'd like to believe by the mid-season watch list, um, that'll get corrected. I just, you know, you have a player that was second team all league a year ago um, in her first, you know, real minutes as a collegian. And um, so I just think it's a miss. I think she's she's that good. Um, Certainly she's in a class with Paige Beckers. And so I'm not suggesting she's going to win every point guard award that there is. But I just know Sarah Andrews has all the tools um, to be a point guard at the next level as well. And, you know, her her transformation is going to come from um, being part-time Robin to being part-time Batman, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's that's the transition that has to happen successfully in her, in her brain and in her play to, you know, getting the other team's best perimeter defender, which honestly she did sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes Jordan Lewis got him. 
And sometimes people focused on Jamie Asbury. Like it really um, is a situation where I don't think there's any doubt when it comes to ball handling that she's going to take more of the lion's share this year instead of really splitting it with Jordan. Not to say she can't play with Jana Van Guytenbeek. She can't play with Jaden Owens and we can't play her off the ball. But I promise you, if she's playing off the ball, I'm going to find a way to get the ball back in her hands to be the decision maker. And so because of that, you know, that just puts a lot more on her, more responsibility, um, you know, just she can't take plays off, you know, and I'm not suggesting she tried a year ago. I just think you can get away with it when you have Nalissa Smith on the floor. You have Jordan Lewis on the floor who are veterans and and are used to being, I mean, Jordan was used to being Batman in Alabama, at Alabama, you know, and it was, it was her backing up and playing a different role here um, more so than anything. Is Sarah's missing component, the mid range and how much easier is it relatively to add that when you're already so efficient from deep, you know, she's 39% on four and a half threes per game. But if you looked at the shot chart, it seems like the mid range is kind of where the efficiency needs to come up. Yeah. And I think um, that is a really good question. And I, I, you know, it's like, I was looking at uh, the shot charts from all five on five, um, you know, this fall for us. So anytime we're five on five against each other, five on five against our practice squad. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she's right now at 1.28 points per shot. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, she's shooting about 47% in practice from three. Mm -hmm. um, she's almost at 50% on her mid range right now. Now, what we're trying to do is really get her to dial into that being a shot she takes in the right moment, because mm -hmm. I think she actually is a good mid range shooter. I think, my challenge to Sarah, as we exited last season into this summer, her doing point guard college, you know, her growth is, hey, when you're tired, you settle for mid-range jump shots. Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget. Book an SUV or minivan for a family road trip, a pickup truck for some errands, or even test drive an EV. Every tip is backed by liability insurance, terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars. Find your drive at Turo. Putting pressure on the rim, creating for your teammates, um, and just deciding like, yeah, I don't want to press two more dribbles and, and, and I'm going to settle, I'm going to settle for the mid range. I think there's a time to take it. And I think she's more than capable of making it. I'd say she's by far our best. If we're going to talk about true three level scores mm -hmm. or ones that I think are capable, I personally think in women's basketball, you have one level scores and you have two level scores and you have very few, very, very few three level scores. And, and, and we talk a lot about that. Like there's three level takers, but not three level makers, you know? So when, when we're scouting an opponent, just like you're saying, you're looking at Sarah's shot chart saying we want her to take the mid range. You know, when I coach Kennedy Carter, I'm like, you're settling, you know, I know you're a good mid range shooter, but why take a, why take a 19 footer? I mean, if you're going to get to your kill spot at the elbow, great. But if you're going to take a 19 footer, take a three. Yeah. You know, and, and really getting them to understand. I mean, we do we do an analytics one on one with our team and we dive into their numbers from last year as a team. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. We took every one of, other than our high school kids, we took every one of our transfer kids, what their numbers were, try to get them to understand, like, here are your strengths, you know? So you may do an interview and you may say you're a three-level scorer, but you're not. And if we're going to be better offensively, we've got to get five more possessions than we did last year. We have to take five less mid-range shots. We've got to turn those into inside of five feet and three. We're not telling you, you can't take a mid-range shot. What we're saying is, you know, if we just change the volume a little bit, it's the difference between us scoring 78 points a game and 85. Mm -hmm. You know, we go from top 60 in scoring to top 10 in scoring, just with like small um, small decisions that really aren't that hard to accomplish. And, and I guess that's terrible news for your opposition because you were already 10th in the nation in points per 100 possessions last year. But we I were think- efficient. You know what I mean? Like, Howard, we knew that we couldn't play at the pace that I would have loved to play at right. because we didn't have the depth. You know, we just, but what, and, and we weren't even the world's best offensive rebounding team as far as getting extra possessions because we played three littles all the time. Right. You know, I mean, our ability to go get offensive rebounds at times from the two and three this year, depending on lineup, is totally different. But we were, a, all three of our guards could shoot the three. You know, we, we scored efficiently inside of five feet with Liss and Queen and creating space. And so we were efficient. You know, we weren't high volume, um, but we were efficient. And I think that's what's crazy is we weren't top 60 in pace, but we were top 10, you know, in in scoring and in, in, in efficiency. And your and your hope is something north of top 50 in pace as well this year. You have the the players to play the way you want to speed wise at this point, you would just say, you know, we, we do obviously things unfold, you know, I mean, it, you, you think a certain way as a coach, I always say like, you know, there were times even with the dream that I'd be in the off season and I'd have like, we got to put this package in, you know, and it's going to be really good for us. Like this action is going to be good for Lasia. This action is going to be good for Tiffany Hayes, you know, and then you start running it and you play a couple exhibition games and, and you're like, Ooh, this is off the, this is off the uh, play card. You mm-hmm. know, this isn't, doesn't look the way I thought it was going to look. And so I think sometimes like to me, if if you're good at what you do, you adapt to what you see. Um, and, and really, you know, we've got to get Asia um, Blackwell in space. It's, it's that simple. Like game planning is that simple. If I can get Asia Blackwell in space, we're going to be really hard to guard. I don't care if it's a zone. I don't care if it's man. I don't care if you're pressuring. I don't care if you're sagging like Asia, when she gets into space um, where, where she's different than say, Nalissa Smith was, Liz was an unbelievable finisher. Mm-hmm. Asia is a tremendous passer, an underrated passer. Like I'm trying to get her to stop passing when she's three feet from the rim and wanting to make, you know, kind of the interior feed and like get a three point play. You know, like this is a time, like if you drive and there's congestion, like kick it out. Like, I love that you're a willing passer and a great teammate, but like, there's a time to just say, this is when I'm, I'm better than you. And like, I'm going to play through you and I'm either going to get fouled or I'm going to score and get fouled. It was a, let's say more offensively limited team that she came from. Do you, to a certain point, you know, we can talk analytics all day, right? But right. you kind of throw those numbers out and you say, all right, that was what she was at Missouri. This is what she can be at Baylor. And and I and, think it's and really challenging her. You know, she, um, 
if you watch her do a shooting drill, mm -hmm. she can really shoot it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so convincing her, um, to search the three, I mean, to really don't be afraid to pick and pop. Like we can utilize her a lot. Like Connecticut does with Alyssa Thomas in terms of a short roll, you know, how they want to get Alyssa into the middle of the paint and then let her, let her make decisions. You know, I mean, I don't know that she's, you know, Asia's going to get triple doubles. Like I, I'm not predicting um, that all of a sudden, but I'm not sure Alyssa was a triple double, you know, candidate at, at 22 either, you know? So it's, it's the idea of like, you can play her like that, but she also has the ability to ghost the screen on an open side and go shoot a three. Mm -hmm. And, and she is really shifty, you know, and she knows how to square up and jab and attack and play downhill. And so you can put her in space to get a closeout and drive. You can put her in space to shoot the three, you know, and really just getting her to understand like who's guarding you. Like you just, if, if we've got a switch and you got a five on you that can't move their feet, maybe now's not when you settle for the three, right. because you can just go by them, you know, and really put pressure on the rim. You know, and at other times, I just think I've got to get her in the same mode like that I, I talked to Sarah about, like, don't settle for a jab step 17 foot jumper like that's not a good shot, even though you can make it like you can get by your defender. You can get by any defender. Like if you've got a catch and shoot three, take it. You know, if you get a close out from three attack, but just don't get into the settling like I'm tired let me take one dribble and shoot a step back. Like there's a coming, come a point in time where that's going to be the shot because the shot clock's running down, but not with 12 on the shot clock type of thing. So just really getting her to understand like how capable she is mm -hmm. of being a playmaker. Locked on women's basketball is brought to you by bet online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting the start of the upcoming women's college basketball season not to mention NBA and NFL. Find all your latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued sport source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there, especially women's sports. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. When you look at Jaden Owens and what she can do, I'm wondering how that plays a part in playmaking as well. Is Jaden Owens somebody, you know, who needs to step up and allow you to do more with your backcourt? Are we talking more in terms of what, you know, you mentioned Jana before and what she's able to do? How do you kind of piece that all together around Sarah in the backcourt and 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 just sort of Corresponding to that, how much does that free up Asia to be what you are looking for her to be as, you know, more of a front court presence the way you're describing it? Well, and I think, you know, everyone on our team likes playing with Sarah um, because because she can score, but really because she gets the ball to people when they're open. And um, there's a difference between getting people the ball and getting the people the ball when they're open. And, mm -hmm. you know, when it's on time and it's on target and you have the ability to set your feet and shoot it. Um, or catch it on the roll, you know, with without defense closing down type of thing. But, you know, I think I think the one thing about our backcourt is you're just going to see a lot of Jamie Asbury and, and Sarah Andrews because, mm -hmm. 
Um, Jamie is our best defensive guard. Um, not even close. Like it's just, it's really not even close as far as her ability to guard shooters. Um, she's hard to screen. She, she's a veteran in terms of what are people trying to do to her? I'm guarding a shooter. You know, I'm ready in the slot for the flare. Like she just, she gets it. She gets the, the IQ part of what's happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think she's not a player that we're going to put it in her hands a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's a spacer. She needs that. She'll make simple plays off the bounce, um, you know, but, but needs to be under control. And so because of that, it's who is that other guard that can handle pressure um, that when Rory is guarding Sarah, that we can say, nah, like, we're not letting you bother Sarah. We're going to have a Jade Nowens bring the ball up the court, you know, and give Sarah a breather in those moments um, so that she isn't 94 feet of pressure for 35 minutes, you know? And, and I think Jaden has the ability to step up, you know? And I think she's, she, her struggle has mm. been with her inefficiency offensively, right. her ability to make open shots, um, consistently finish. I think she has the best feel. She does a good job throwing the pocket pass. You know, she she's a unselfish teammate as far as at times, no, she's not the first or second option. So, you know, let me play. Let me play to my teammates. Um, if I'm running the point and I'm giving Sarah a chance to play off the ball, um, let me work it back to her. Um, let me understand the playbook well enough to know how I can get it back to her. So I think there's I think there's a big chance for growth, um, but you got to show it. You know, you, you, you've got to consistently, you know, give me that confidence, um, that that's what you're going to do. And, um, you know, I think we got great energy from her off the bench, um, you know, but we just didn't get consistent, you know, efficiency in terms of, you know, what, how she put pressure you know, on our opposition, you know, people and- helped off of her, you know, if we play Iowa state, mm-hmm. Iowa State's going to say, who can we not guard, you know? And with us, when they tried to do that to Jordan Lewis, she put 24 on them and we won by 24, you know? Um, When we played them the second time, they knew they had to guard everyone. So they tried to switch everything and we slipped them to death, you know, and took advantage of mismatches. But, you know, Bill's really, really smart. And if, if, if he knows you've got, you know, an Achilles heel, someone who can't shoot, someone who can't pass, someone who can't, you know, they're, they're going to take advantage of that. And so a key part of being good offensively is you got to have five players that can score. Locked on women's basketball, your first listen every day for your next listen, check out the locked on sports today podcast, the biggest story of the day plus instant reactions, big game recaps and take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts.